The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's going on, everybody? RJ Ochoa here from SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. Hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you're excited because we have a very special surprise in store for you today. Today is Thursday, December 8th, 2022, and if you're a college football fan, you are likely aware of this week's Army-Navy game. And joining us on behalf of USAA in advance of the Army-Navy game is Dallas Cowboys legend Jason Win. That's right, Jason Wynn, Brian Dawkins doing an awesome thing in partnership with USA. Like I said, centered around the Army-Navy game. I'll let Jason tell you about that in a minute. We talked about all sorts of things. We talked about his past with the Cowboys, his thoughts on the current team, his thoughts on football in general. It really was such an incredible conversation. So I'm not going to keep you from it much longer. Let's go ahead and get to it. The latest installment in our BTB interview series, Dallas Cowboys legend Jason Wynn joins us next. Pleased to be joined out here at Blogging the Boys by the one, the only, the legendary, the future Pro Football Hall of Famer, Dallas Cowboys legend, Jason Witten here on behalf of USA. Jason, thank you so much for taking the time to join Blogging the Boys. Yeah, I'm glad to be on with you, man. What did you have for breakfast today? Uh, you know what? I just had a protein shake, so not probably not breakfast of champions like you had, but uh, off to a good start. I'm not a big breakfast guy, uh, so you're, you're definitely ahead of me in that capacity. Uh, you are joining us here on behalf of USAA ahead of this week's Army-Navy game. Tell us what you're working on. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. You know, USAA, to partner with them, uh, they're celebrating their 100th year, and with that, they're giving out 100 vehicles uh, through their Recycled Rides program to, to veterans. And so um, to honor our military, going up there this weekend, joining Brian Dawkins, who's representing the Army, kind of playing to that pageantry of the rivalry. And uh, we're going to give away a vehicle uh, retro outfitted to, to kind of fit the me- needs of these uh, veterans. Uh, happens to be Purple Hearts. Uh, pretty, pretty humbling experience. And so to partner with USAA to, to give it, these guys a vehicle, um, that's the least we can do. And so they're the title sponsor there, presenting sponsor of the game. Uh, it's kind of a bucket list game for me. So I'm excited to get up there and just kind of take it all in. Army, Navy, um, two great academies, what they stand for, and some pretty good football. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, I mean, um, this this is kind of a bucket list, I think, for somebody who loves football, certainly as much as you do, um, and somebody whose who's life is, is so dedicated to the sport, Army, Navy, you know, everybody's talking college football playoff right now, but this is, uh, this is truly special. You're presenting the vehicle to the Navy veteran, as I understand? I am. I am, yeah. And, and Brian's doing the, the Army, so go, go Navy. I figured. Um, what is your favorite memory uh, in terms of the Cowboys game against Brian Dawkins' Eagles specifically? 
Um, there's been a lot of great ones. You know, I, I think uh, there's some great battles there early on where, you know, they went to four straight NFC games. But, um, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is they had a dominant defense there for a long time. And I, I don't know, remember the exact year of, you know, certainly the, the catch when my helmet came off. Right. That was a funny night up there. But it was right around that time where I think we kind of saw the shift in the, in, in who was going to take over the NFC. I mean, they, they went to four NFC East, they won four NFC East, they won the four NFC titles, um, came up short there. But I think we started a shift of like, man, maybe, maybe it's we're taking over the East. And so that transition, I mean, it was hard. Brian was good. They had a lot of great weapons, uh, McNabb and, and Westbrook. And, and so, um, kind of that experience. And when I came to the Cowboys, you know, you could probably say in the 90s, it was the Redskins and all these different battles. I think early on in, you know, 2003, 2004. It was the Eagles. We got to catch the Eagles. And so to do that, there's a lot of great memories. Unfortunately, I got a few scars from 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 Doc. He, he was not afraid to head across the middle. You mentioned their defense. I do think a name that, that doesn't get enough love when, when people talk about that time. Jim Johnson. Like people, people don't talk about that. I mean, Sean McDermott coming from that tree. I know as, as a Cowboys fan, I I'm I'm haunted um, by, by some Jim Johnson defenses. I'm sure you are and your buddy Tony. Uh those those were some rough times. The helmet catch, I mean, you're right. Everybody remembers that was a lot of fun um certainly some good times and and you talked about obviously that the NFC's kind of belonged to Philly at that point in time hasn't really been that way um for a long time it's just kind of been this you know game of hot potato teams passing back and forth one or the other um and, and I think that that this is such an interesting time for the division does it kind of feel like a throwback to maybe when you first joined you know the NFL certainly in 2007 uh 2008 you know you guys 2006 all three teams in the NFC's went to the playoffs that year like th- does it feel a little bit more vintage in that sense to you it does, you know, and I got to say, you mentioned Jim Johnson. People don't realize what a great defensive coordinator he was and his ability with this blitz package. You know, Tony and I spent a lot of days and nights watching tape on Jim Johnson, trying to find, you know, answers to the test, right, in, in that chess match. And, you know, felt like we finally got over the hump, but he was a great, great football coach and great defense. And I do think it's a little bit vintage that, you know, when I was with the Cowboys, Obviously, the Giants won two Super Bowls during that time, but they were the sixth seed, you know, when they won that one, when they knocked off the the, the uh, Patriots the first time. And so, you know, you, you always feel like it's kind of this hot potato game going back and forth. I think that just plays to how tough of a di- division it is. And, um, you know, I think how it's played out right now, I mean, with Dallas and Philadelphia, forget the East. I mean, I think they're two of the best teams in the NFC right now. How much does that stuff weigh on you? Because every time I've heard you speak, you you're somebody who was always cognizant of of kind of I don't want to say the Cowboys brand, but the Cowboys lore and everything associated with the history of the franchise. And I don't know if you're aware, um, next Cowboys one will be their tenth of the season, and this will be the first time since 1995 and 1996 that the organization has had double digit wins in back to back seasons. Do things wow. like that, like did, did those things weigh on you, like like you know the drought and all sorts of things, like or or is it truly locked in, focused week to week sort of thing? I, well, there's no question you're aware of it. You know, I mean, I think you 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 have to be. I mean, none of us are are above that, right? I mean, you you know where that stands, and um, you know, unfortunately, like somebody like me, you know, I mean, you, you have to live with that, right? I mean, man, we were so close in so many different situations in Green Bay in '14 and Green Bay in '16 and '07. You know, I mean, there's so many of those moments. But I think the thing about Dallas right now is, you know, you hear people talk about it a lot, but um, and it's a little bit of a cliche of like playing complimentary football, playing winning football. And what does that look like? And I think 
winning games with your backup quarterback in early part of September, that's winning football. And now, you know, their defense and what they're – I mean, this is good of a defense that I've seen from the Dallas Cowboys in the last 20 years that I've been a part of it. And I don't know statistically if that adds up, but, you know, there's no weaknesses that you look on the team and say, man, we're good, but if, as long as we don't have to face that, you know, and we knew going back to, you know, our run there going against the Giants, like blocking Strahan and Tuck – and OCU, that, that was going to be tough. That was a tough matchup for us. And I don't know that Dallas looks at anybody and says, man, we, we can't adjust and have a plan for any of these teams that are out there. Are they good? Certainly. Can can they beat the Cowboys? Sure. But I don't know that there's anybody they look at and say, we can't adjust and play with these type of teams. And that's that's a compliment to them as players and coaching staff and who they got on the roster. You mentioned all the teams that the one I think that you played on that I felt that way the most about was um, was 2007. I just I, it was, you know, that was my senior year of high school. And it just really felt like nobody touched you guys. Obviously, you had the, the, the loss in New England early in the year. Um, yeah. And that was what it was. People don't I mentioned, you know, people to talk about Jim Johnson. People don't talk about your Detroit game that year. That I mean, it was like a thousand catches in that game against the Lions. Yeah, you know, it, it was one of those games. It, 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 I always tell people now that I'm coaching is you know, you're as good as your last catch, you know, and. <laughs> I uh, I had a great game that that night or that day, and you just felt it, right? Detroit wasn't very good. I, I don't think they won a game that entire season, but they had us on the ropes. We had been playing Sunday night. This game started at noon. You know, like we still had sleep in our eyes going out there, and they just hit us in the mouth. But, you know, I, I could have won it for us, the possession before, and I tried to extend it over the goal line, which obviously is a big no-no. Fumble, you know, and, man, that's a lonely feeling when you fumble at the end of a game like that. But – Fortunately enough, was able to make a catch across the middle to win it. And um, that you're right, though. You, you, nobody thinks back on those games, right? right, when you won the division there. And uh, I think that's similar to Dallas's team right now. You know, you find yourself at 9-3, you're always looking ahead. You forget about that four-game stretch in early September that you were able to win games that a lot of people probably didn't think you could. So um, kudos to them to be in this situation. Little moments like that. You talk about four game stretch. I remember uh, vividly after you guys beat the Saints in 2014, you got to three and one on the year. And I remember you did an interview with NFL Network after and you talked about got to win the quarter. You guys got to three and one. You said the goal is to win every quarter. And, and those are those tiny little things. Um, I, I, you know, for the people watching on YouTube, your background is super impressive. Obviously, um, you decorated with things from your career. I have something here that I guarantee you. Um, it is the only thing like this that you have ever signed in your life. So my dad and I, um, we went to an autograph signing in 2006, right before the Christmas day game against the Eagles. And we met you, got your autograph and stuff and took a picture with you the next week, uh, the next year, excuse me, after the lions game, we took that picture and you signed it. So it is literally a picture of you, me and my dad that you signed. You've like literally have never signed this except for this one time. I think that's cool. That is cool. And you got some great stuff there, man. And, you know, I think that's what makes the Cowboy fan base so different, right, is people doing that. And, you know, look, I mean, I think the, the good thing and, like, neat thing to pulling for the Cowboys, and I know I'm a little bit biased because I play with those guys, but good people, understanding you have a platform, opportunity, you know, Dak, Zeke, Pollard, uh, Zach Martin, Demarcus Lawrence, I mean, so many guys that – you know, I had a lot of sweat and, and equity with and, and celebrated a lot of successes and unfortunately shared some adversity and some tears, too. So those guys are battle tested. And I think they're in a position to be better because of it. And that's a cool photo, man. I had a heck of a lot more hair back then, too. <laughs> 
It was mm-hmm. a it was a really unique idea that we thought, or at least we thought, was uh, unique at the time. And I think that's why so many people have have been a fan of yours forever, is because football is just such a part of you. You're like one of these classic vintage football guys. And it was painful to see you leave the Cowboys, but going to the Raiders, it just kind of felt like you know, J- like Jason Wood would never be like a Jaguar. You know what I mean? Like it had to be like a like an NFL blue blood. You know what I mean? Um, and and you're you're a football blue blood. I mean, coach of the year right now. I mean, like what what is what does football mean to you now at a different place in your life and obviously in anticipation of army navy yeah it's um i find myself just i revere the game you know and i i feel like i study it now more um than, than even i did when i was playing just because you, you know when you're playing you're so locked in on your challenge and your guy and your matchup and now when you're removed from it from a coach's standpoint you're seeing kind of the entire game um also have an opportunity to impact kids lives you know in a positive way at a at a kind of pivotal age for a lot of them. That's been very rewarding for me. And, you know, I don't know what the future holds, but certainly I'm kind of all in on this coaching thing. And, and, um, you know, it's a great opportunity to take experiences. I I feel like I was blessed to have great coaches along the way. My grandfather was my high school coach. who's a hall of fame, high school coach. My, my college coach at Tennessee was a hall of fame coach playing for Parcells and Sean Payton and Wade and Jason and on and on and on the list goes. But I think when you get into coaching, you try to take, the good in all of those guys and add it into you, you know, and keep your personality and the way you go about it. But um, certainly I'm a fan of the game. I, I realize uh, now that I've had time to reflect, you know, um, the journey's the reward and who you get to do it with and how you take advantage of that. I, I feel like I'm, I lived the, the ultimate dream playing for the Dallas Cowboys for 16 years, um, getting that year in the Raiders and kind of seeing a different perspective and knowing that I wanted to go into coaching. I felt like John Gruden was a guy that I could learn a ton from and um, you know, it's helped me and and I have no regrets on that end for sure. Last one for you quickly. Um, you mentioned all the coaches you played for. Who's, who's a coach, not that you were ungrateful for at the time, but that, that now that what the perspective that you have that you look back and be like, man, I didn't fully realize just how great of a coach they were at that particular point in my life. Well, I it have to be parcels. And I mean, I think, I was his whipping boy, you know, I was a, a rookie. I was trying to figure out, you know, see if I can make it in the NFL. And, um, you know, the way in which he communicated it obviously wasn't always a pat on the back, but um, he was always three steps ahead, you know, and he was three steps ahead in my own career of what he thought I could become and how I could get there. And so I think when I got into it, even when I was playing, um, but certainly now as a coach, uh, kind of, thinking in the future, where do we need to go? How are we going to get there? What does that look like? And, you know, this game will humble you in a hurry. And and I think I learned that from Bill probably didn't have as much appreciation for it at the time because, you know, it was tough every single day. But now as I reflect back on it, I'm I'm forever grateful those four years. I learned a lot about football uh, and ultimately about playing the tight end position. And so, um, you know, now looking back, certainly I'm extremely grateful for him as a coach and, kind of his belief in me. That's awesome. Jason, enjoy the week. Um, USA doing incredible work, 100-year anniversary, like you said. Go Navy. Um, and while you're there, I mean, just maybe let everybody know who you think is going to win the NFC East. Yeah, yeah, I will for sure. And hopefully there's no snowballs coming from those Eagles fans. So Or batteries. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. You got it. See you. Take care. 
want to give a big time shout out, big time thank you to Jason Witten and USAA for the time. Once again, USAA celebrating its 100th anniversary of serving the military community in 2022. And as a part of that celebration, USAA has been gifting vehicles throughout the year as a part of their program called Recycled Rides, providing 100 vehicles to military members in need. Like Jason talked about, he's presenting a vehicle to a Navy veteran. Brian Dawkins presenting a vehicle to an Army veteran. Um, I'm rooting for Navy. Um, because I want to and because I want to support Jason. Um, actually, a great friend of mine, uh, Jason Minix, also another Jason uh, Navy man himself, and uh, will be at Army Navy. So, Jason, if you're listening, um, once again, Jason Minix, <laughs> shout out to you. Uh, best of luck uh, to the Navy, certainly. I really loved that conversation, and I meant what I told Witten in that he is this 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 football lifer there are you know people who who roll through the NFL and and you know it's it's a career for them and it's a job or whatever you want to call it but for Jason Witten football really is his life and and we're seeing that obviously in his coaching career and he's so passionate when talking about it um it was just it was very 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 cool um I recommend checking out the YouTube version of this uh interview if if you'd like you can certainly watch uh Jason and I go back and forth his background really was impressive um and I thought that was awesome um the the sequence that we had uh about the autograph that I had. And if it wasn't obvious, like I said, it, it you know, cause I know you can't see it if you're listening to this. Um, it, it's a photo from 2006 of me, my dad and Jason Witten. And in 2007, we took that same photo, the photo of the three of us and he signed it. Um, and so I, I think that those are the things, um, that, that make us love football. And, and that those things make me think of Jason Witten because I was at a really impressionable age at that point in my life. I was, you know, really, really discovering my Cowboys fandom. And, and when you find a player on your favorite team like Jason Wynn, who, who makes a memory that lasts a lifetime for you, um, it just it, it hits differently. You know what I mean? And, and I'm really fortunate that, that I'm at this place in my life where I, I can kind of go full circle on that moment with Witten. But um, I love football and I love the Dallas Cowboys and players like Jason Witten are just so awesome. And um, that's really all I have to say about that. Uh, thank you to Jason Witten and to USAA for the time. And thank you to you for your time, for checking us out. Please do uh, consider subscribing here to the Blog and the Boys Podcast Network. If you aren't already, you can access us wherever you get your podcasts, Apple devices, Spotify, uh, whatever the case may be. And like I mentioned, this interview is available on our YouTube channel, along with so many other things. So you can subscribe on over there if you'd like to as well. Later on today, you have a new episode of Riled Up with Roy White and Tom Ryan. Uh, things uh, as far as regularly scheduled programming continuing around here at Block of the Boys. Have a great day. We love you all and go Cowboys. <laughs>